You are listening to the Hodges Huddle, where we discuss all things happening in the wide world of sports. Here is your KLSU sports team. Welcome into the Hodges Huddle. I'm your host, Nathan Long. I'm joined today by Tyler Viso. How you doing today, good sir? Trying to stay dry. Yep, Baton Rouge is underwater for again. Yeah. Just, just keeps happening. Um, hey, the Cubs won yesterday, so I'm pretty happy. Yeah, that's they're good. Up, they're up to 500. Um, well, today we are going to talk about uh, LSU basketball. What appeared to initially be a rough upcoming season has blossomed into a possibly great upcoming season for the Tigers. But before we get into the recent string of good events for LSU, let's talk about how we felt when the season concluded. Um, with Cam Thomas, Darius Days, Javante Swart, and Trenton Wadford all leaving for the NBA draft, at least at this moment, they could come back, especially Darius, Darius Days. What were your expectations for next season initially? Well, considering those are the only four guys that scored at any time during LSU basketball, if you watched any game last year, mm-hmm. you know that nobody scored outside of him. I think Milk Wilkerson, Wilkerson had, had a couple, yeah. like a couple points. Andre Hyatt, but he, he's, he's leaving. He was so. a liability. It didn't matter. And they, like I just thought that next year was going to be a down year. I knew that we were definitely going to get some recruits. I didn't think that they were going to have a wave like this because mm-hmm. definitely got, they definitely turned it around, and they're, they're going to be good next year, I think. Um, they, you know, they also lost along with those four. You had a couple transfers like Jalen Cook, Josh Gray, Andre Hyatt. Do you expect the loss of any of those to play any role going into next season? They didn't play last year, so it's a difference. I mean, I look, Hyatt had a couple good minutes, and Jalen Cook had potential. But Jalen like, Cook had potential, and I wish he'd have got more reps yeah, and more playing time. But he never, it never just turned into it. And I think if he had waited, he would have actually been in a lot better shape. Josh Gray was a big dude, but he. Like he was, he didn't do anything. Yeah, he didn't do anything special. His the only thing that we needed him for was probably rebounding. Yeah, and we still weren't terrible, I guess. Um, let's say none of the recent events happened. Where would you have them finishing in the SEC next year? They're probably going to be in the West. They're probably going to be one, two, or three. No, 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 no. I'm talking about if none of the good things happen. Oh, it would be terrible. I'd say like thirteenth. Oh yeah, like it would, <laughs> it would be terrible because they're just not—they're not good. I mean, your team would essentially have been a core of Eric Gaines, Moani Wilkinson, Josh Levant, and Sharif O'Neal, which is not good. Which yeah, it's not great. There's a good chance that none of those are starting for the Tigers this year. They could, um, especially Wilkinson's kind of the one I'm looking at, but you never know. You Gaines just, is going to get good minutes. I expect he's going to be. A I expect Levant to get some good minutes, and I expect Sharif. We'll get we'll get into this. Later. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right, but you know, after all, what looked like a depressing season, they've gotten a bunch of recent transfers and commitments, and that's totally overlooked. They are uh, changed the outlook of the next season. Uh, we're gonna start one by one, going with transfers, and then we'll talk about one of the commits. Um, let's start with Xavier Pinson, who's a six-two junior guard from Missouri, so he plays in the SEC. He's very familiar with the conference. While in his career at Missouri, he averaged ten point three points, two point seven rebounds, two point six assists, and almost a steal. On 39, 33, and 82 splits. In his most recent season, he started 26 games, putting up over 13 points a game, over two rebounds and two assists, uh, and over a steal a game on 39, 34, 84 splits. What does Xavier Pinson bring to this team? He's a shooter. He doesn't really rebound that well, and he doesn't really dish the ball that well. But he can score, which is like, for for a guy that's going to be your point guard, he's going to be... 
he's going to be one of your scores. He's going to be like the Tremont Waters type. Yeah. Bigger Tremont Waters where like, you know, we don't expect him. We expect him to shoot the ball. And I think he's going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. He, um, his, his, his point totals have gone up every year. He's seen a, you know, increase in points every year. Do you expect that to continue? It was 13 last, 13.6 last year. Do you expect him to maybe put up closer to 15 this year? I would be happy if he just put that up. Yeah. Like 13 points a game. And if he's like not your best point guard, which you have other point guards in this class. So if he's not your starting point guard, but that's bench points and you would take that every day of the week. Guard is most not, certainly not a weak point of this team. So, you know, he can kind of play either, either the pointer shooting guard spot for you. I, I think shooting guard's more fitting for him. Um, Being six two, yeah, uh, he is a little short, but you don't have to have him guard the. Yeah, that's what I'm guard. saying. Um, defensively, he gets over a steal a game, so that tells me he has active hands. You know, it stri- strikes me as an intelligent player, but uh, overall, defensively, I've watched a little bit of him. Not overly impressed, but God knows, last year it didn't. They didn't have a defense, and they should have been a five seed. They We're made not the talk about that. <laughs> they made the tournament. Though. I'm I mean, still mad about that, by the way. Oh yeah, me too. But I, dude, it's just the fact that he, like, if you can just fix some of your defensive problems, last year's team was really good. Yeah. And because you didn't fix it, you lost, and you got a bad seed, and all that. But this year, you have to work on defense. Defense is the hands down number one problem. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? That's perfect because we're going to talk about my favorite transfer because uh, defense is his speciality. Uh, we have Tari Eason, a 6'8 sophomore forward from Cincinnati. Uh, at Cincinnati, he played in 23 games. Starting eight, he put up 7.3 points, 5.9 rebounds, 1.3 assists. Who cares? He's a big man. 1.2 steals and 1.3 blocks on 46-24-57 shooting splits. Definitely not a shooter. <laughs> No. And he was named to the AAC, the American All-Freshman Team. What does Tari Eason bring to this team? He is definitely going to have to be a defensive guy. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be good. I think he came from Cincinnati, which was actually like, like that's a good basketball school. He's mm-hmm. got a lot of knowledge. He definitely, at a school like Cincinnati where, you know, if you're a better school, you're fighting for spots. And because he was fighting for spots... I think he brings a good edge, mm-hmm. and I think his defense is going to be his main role. I don't think he's going to be the guy like Trenton Wofford where, like, we run plays through you for for 30 minutes, and you sit there and you score buckets. Yeah, he's he, not going to be that guy. He only started eight games, um, so he probably saw limited playing time. I can't say that for sure because he could finish games, but I don't know. Um, but to see almost six rebounds and over a block a game and over a steal a game in limited time makes me very happy. Yeah, to show that like you can that he's very active on defense. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think that if he could just you know size somebody up and be like, hey, they have a good big man, shut him down, and he plays for however long he plays, and says when this guy's on the court, you're on him all night long, and you're gonna shut him down. Yeah, and if he can, if LSU could have that for one guy, I'd be so happy. How, I'd be so happy. How important is it for LSU to ha- kind of have that big man presence in the, the paint that they seem to lack every year? Well, I mean, you well, since Nasrid, probably, dude. When you watch those, like, how have you never tried to run that same lineup ever again? That was such a good lineup, and having bigger men. Because I mean, Trenton Wofford wasn't a huge. He wasn't a great big man. No, he was. He was more of a small ball scorer. Yeah, he could played co- more small forward than power forward. Yeah, and that was in like. So you need something like that. And we have not had that in the past couple of years. Since Nasreed. Yeah, we've been banking on 
people like Trenton Wofford, and we need to go get a just a you know six eleven big man. Which like, we have. I know that's what I'm saying. We'll, get, we'll talk about him in in a little bit. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited for him. I just I get excited for defense with this team because I like to think they can actually defend. <laughs> Shut make, people down. Yeah, it'll make me happy. Like like um. Like the old Bob Huggins, uh, Virginia Tech team or Virginia West Virginia team, just yeah. go shut them down. Say, hey man, if we score sixty tonight, we're gonna beat you. We're gonna win because we're gonna play good defense. And trust me, LSU has no problems ever scoring sixty points. <laughs> yeah, ever they never have. If you do that, that that's what you want. Like you wouldn't be like, hey, we're gonna shut you down tonight. We're gonna play defense because a lot of a lot of teams when you play them in like college basketball and even in the NBA, it's all run and gun now. Like it's all like we're going to pull up, we're going to make a lot of shots, and we're going to try to boat race you instead of like slowing you down and making you uncomfortable through defense. So I like how LSU's played since Will Wade got here, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, we'll move on. Um, next up we have Adam Miller, a 6'3 sophomore guard from Illinois. I am a little weirded out that he's transferring from Illinois to LSU at yeah, like, I don't know. Why would you leave that. Illinois? It's a better situation. Whatever. They must have, they must have a lot of people leaving or something. Like that team that team had its one hot year. You know, their two their two best players are going to be top 10 picks, I think. So. Yeah, I think that's going to be my guess because I definitely think that there's just no way that Illinois lightning strikes twice for them mm-hmm. in a conference like the Big 10, which is really good. And I mean Michigan Which looked really bad in the, play, in the uh, Yeah, tournament, they did. Though. But like, you know, Michigan State, Tom is still the coach. They're still going to be good. Mm-hmm. I think I think that they're not going to be able to do that again. And maybe he saw LSU and said, "That's like I could start on that team, make that team better, and we could, you know, SEC is not like a great basketball conference." Yeah, we're probably what fourth, third, or fourth, somewhere around there. Yeah, in between Pac-12 and Big Ten are probably the best, and then well, and the ACC is usually better than us. So yeah, fourth. And like so, I mean, you look at our conference, and you're like, LSU's in a good position to keep getting better. And every year, we mm-hmm. we've been getting better and better, and we've we're starting to establish. Last year, we didn't have it, but normally we're establishing depth, and we had rotation players, and we could do a lot of better stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, Adam Miller, in his lone year uh, playing for the Illini, he started all 31 games. Again, like that. it's weird that he left because like he was a starter. Uh, putting up 8.3 points, 2.8 rebounds, op- uh, a little less than one assist a game. So another guy that's not really a point guard. Um, less than a steal on 39-34-68 shooting splits. What does he bring to this team? He's I, scoring. Yeah, it's he's gonna probably going to score. I mean, he's a point guard. He's definitely going to need to work. I don't know. Maybe I think there's going to have to solve some stuff in the offseason on like different plays to get them to pass the ball more cuz both these point guards that we got transferred are not passers. Nope. They're they're like I don't know what they really are. They're kind of iso guys. Go up, shoot, and maybe dish it to a big man and let him back into it and take a couple dribbles therefore it does not count as assist. Mhm. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Like maybe something like that, maybe he's a slasher, maybe he does something like that. I haven't really watched much on these transfers, so I don't know too much. Like I haven't watched film on them. I just I learned about them a little bit. And I think that him coming from Illinois just is crazy because, like, that's a, that was a good basketball team. He, yeah. he, he's going to be competitive, and he's going to be really good in the SEC. You, you think, you know, you see only 8.3 points, but what I think is he was on a team with, like, three dudes who are going to be first-round picks. So he probably didn't get a chance to score exactly. a lot. There was probably an offense that was set to be run every game mm-hmm. to the weakness of their opponent, and he probably wasn't in the game plan a lot. Exactly. Yeah. I like to see more. I want to see more of this guy because I want to. I'd like to get under more and see why he came here because it is odd. But you know, I'm happy with it. He signed, so it doesn't matter. He's here now. He's, yeah. Uh, finally, for the transfers, we have Seneca Knight, 
um, who's a 6'6 junior forward from San Jose State. I believe he's actually originally from Lafayette, but I don't yeah. remember for sure. Um, in his breakout sophomore season with the Knights in 2019 and 20, uh, or not Knights, excuse me, the Spartans, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sorry, I saw Knight because I was thinking Seneca Knight. Okay. Knight played all 31 games and put up 17.1 points, 5.7 rebounds, 2.4 assists, and a steal a game on 40-29, not great, 77 shooting splits. He only played four games for the Spartans this past year before deciding to transfer to LSU in January. And I do want to say it's kind of confusing understanding the situation, but I believe he can play this upcoming season. Just I, okay. I believe he can. Um, what does he bring to this team? He's a scorer. Yeah. He's he's like your Cam Thomas. That's that's your Cam gonna Thomas. Be my first question. He's your Cam. No, <laughs> is he, he a is, Cam 100%. Thomas Hundred percent. He is your Cam Thomas. No doubt in my mind. That is that is his role. We're gonna. He's the good news is if he does play. Cause I don't. The transfer rules are kind of weird in basketball, and all that stuff. So the good news is is that you could probably look at him and if he comes in on day 1 and kind of is shooting the ball like Cam Thomas did you could run you can run that same offense cuz we mm-hmm. I mean if he's good enough you got to be Cam Thomas was one of a kind and he he's a a very good talent so I don't know um yeah he he brings I mean his clear biggest thing is volume scoring but I do want to point out I I like that he kind of has his hand in every cookie jar uh he seems really versatile versatile you know as a He's a he's kind of a shooting guard, small forward, tweener, um, but you know he can he can put up points, but he can also rebound and he can get assists. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like to see that. I like to see his versatility. Do you think his versatility will be super important? Yeah, because that was one thing. Cam Thomas that was kind of his Achilles heel, which were which his game transla- um, translated better to the NBA of like you know run the ball down, shoot it, if it goes in, great. If it doesn't maybe get a rebound or keep doing that back and forth the whole game. Mm-hmm. It's There's not really, you know, it, the NBA is weird about their offense and stuff. And in college, you kind of need to be able to pass the ball around. You need to have good ball movement. And, I mean, that's what, that's what like, Bam and them did. They had great ball movement, and they would yeah. swing it across the court in no time and hit an open look. And if we can do that with him and give him plenty, you give him 20, 30, you give him, like, 20 open looks a game, you're going to knock down if open looks. I mean, you're knocked down hopefully half of those. I mean, that's that's a good amount of points. Mm-hmm. Of these four recruits, uh, Seneca Knight, Adam Miller, Tari Eason, and Xavier Pinson, I already said Eason's my favorite. Who's your favorite of the four? I, dude, I kind of like this Adam Miller guy. I'm, I'm, I like him. <laughs> I like I, that he left Illinois to come to us. But I like. I just. I'm curious about him. I'm just more or less curious about the whole Illinois thing. There's, there's a lot of speculation of like what I would think. I, I don't know. I think that he's going to be really good, and I think that he was on such a great basketball team that I kind of think that he he got kind of got outshined by some really 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 good Illinois players and they just kind of outshined him and the offense doesn't work if you you can't run like that mm-hmm. you got to run an offense maybe, maybe he looked at that offense last year and he said this is not going to be replicated that might not be let his me, kind of let ball me, let me bounce out of they here also, that all, Give me they some also stats. they also might not play his kind of game like he might be a different kind of person and they yeah. they wanted to go in the paint Illinois dominated everybody in the paint because that guy um can't think of his name is Kofi or something like that. Yeah, uh, Kofi Cop uh, Copburn. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Him. He he just dominated people in the paint, and like you couldn't stop him. You had to hope to contain him. Mm-hmm. And like that was the thing is like that that's Illinois' game. This guy's a point guard, so his probably his main thing was you know dribble up the court, toss it to um Kofi, and then let him do his magic, and then you come back on defense, and then you play defense. Yeah, um, I'm still mad at Illinois, by the way, for. You know, losing in the tournament. That was my champion. Ruined my bracket. <laughs> Not a happy man. Oh, well. Yeah, it happens. Like it's blessed <laughs> every day. 
All right, we'll move on to – they have five recruits, but we're really only going to talk about one because only one of them is really the big name here. Um, that's Efton Reed, a five-star center out of IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida. I actually don't know where he's originally from because most people go to IMG aren't from Florida. He's from he's from uh, like a Grant, Granton, Florida. Grant, oh. De- Grant Delpit went to Bradenton – or went to IMG, and Grant Delpit's not from there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, he is the 23rd overall prospect, the second highest rated center, and the third highest rated player from Florida, according to 247 Sports. And as you said earlier, we need someone who's 6'11", big man in the paint. He's 6'11". He's perfect. <laughs> I could not find high school stats, but from what I've heard, he's a very technically skilled player, but not overly athletic. He can shoot from deep decently and rebounds well, and he's a solid passer for his position. But he's not a big shot blocker, and he struggles defending the perimeter. I mean, which big man? What big man doesn't struggle defending the perimeter? Doesn't I mean what Nikola Jokic? That's it. You would switch if that happened. So you would. I don't expect if I expect this guy to run to the three point line. I'm I'm asking too much at that point. I'm I'm to lower my expectations. And that means you're probably playing a big man who can shoot the three. And at that point, we're just gonna lose that game anyway. Because no, we always fun. struggle with big men. I mean, look at Michigan. Yeah, that's because um, we haven't had a guy like Naz Reed. Yeah. Like, this is a guy like Naz Reed, like a giant, just a giant that sits in the paint and says, you're not getting in the paint today, and you're going to like it. I still can't believe every NBA team looked at Naz Reed and said, nah, not good enough. We're not going to draft you. Timberwolves uh, were smart. Timberwolves were the only smart one. How rare is that? Uh, anyway, what's, <laughs> what exactly does he bring to this team? I think he brings size. Yeah. That's the one thing that LSU has. Because now you run it and you look and you put him in LeBlanc. That would be that's a or good Eason, or Eason or Tari Eason, six eight. That's the whole thing. You look at this right now. We could talk about this all day because you can mix and match this lineup and yeah. feel really good about yourself because they actually have depth this year. We didn't have depth last year. Mm-hmm. We had four guys, and if any of them went cold, you prayed that the other guy was hot, and then let him keep shooting until he got cold, and then you went to the next guy. There was nobody on the. You looked up and down the bench, and you're like, "Well, we got to play five people because LSU wish they could have played four last Look, year." People were chanting Parker Edwards' names at points. Okay, it happens. Like we did not have a good bench. <laughs> yeah, like the, the bench was atrocious, and they just could not do anything, and it was just terrible. Um, how big of a get was he for LSU? And obviously, a five star going. You know, last year they got Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas, who was also a five star. Um, how big of a get was he for LSU? He was big. Because you didn't really have a center in your class this year, and you need to keep getting people yeah. like that. You had Sharif, and then you know Josh Gray transferred. And so Sharif, Sharif, I think he can be good, and I think with more time he's going to be better. But I think that overall they need to they needed to get this guy, and they definitely pushed him hard because they got him to sign. Yeah, and they, they, they got him to sign. He's end. definitely coming. That makes me very happy. I like that's what I like about basketball. There's no like national signing day. Yeah. Because like then it's like they can flip you on the last day, but like on basketball you commit thing. and you sign and you're there and you're playing basketball for them. Off topic, but that's always bothered me. If at that point if you're gonna switch, just do it when you decide. Like at that point you're just doing it for attention. Off totally off topic, but it bothers me so much to this day. Um so um he is one of five transfers uh we've gotten so far. Or five transfers, five recruits. Um the other ones being uh, Brennan Murray, Jarrell Colbert, uh, might be Colbert, probably is Colbert, Alex Fudge, and Bradley as a as a Wiro. I'm sorry. Uh, three of those are centers, with Murray and Fudge being the only exceptions. Murray is a guard. Fudge is a small forward. Um, they've also brought in the transfers as mentioned earlier: Adam Miller, Tari Eason, Xavier Pinson, Seneca Knight, and um, they also have returning from last year: Mwani Wilkinson, Eric Gaines, Sharif O'Neal, and Josh LeBlanc. With all that being said. Just laid out, everyone. 
what is your starting lineup going into the next year? Hmm. So I think that I think that I think re I think Efton he's gonna start. I think he's definitely gonna start. I think that I think overall camp's gonna tell you a lot this year. I think Adam Miller's probably gonna get the nod. Probably you start every game at Illinois. You're probably pretty good. You're probably pretty good. Seneca Knight's probably gonna go shooting guard, and then I think you might take Milwaukee Wilkerson, then Tari Eason, and then Tari Eason. Depending on camp, because LeBlanc's gonna have to get a shout there. And then Sharif and Efton are gonna battle for it, but I think I think Efton Reed's gonna win it. It's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy the guy is probably NBA ready because it's basketball. Most players who are top ranked out of high school are are like they're they're guys. I mean, they're probably in NBA ready. My guess will be I'll go Adam Miller, Xavier Pinson, Mwani Wilkinson starting at the small forward, Tari Eason, and Efton Reed. Um, the reason I don't have Seneca Knight in the starting lineup is. I look at the bench and I'm like, nobody here can score. <laughs> so you know what, you're gonna come off the bench, um, and I think the the primary guys off the bench will be Knight, Eric Gaines, Josh LeBlanc, and Sharif O'Neal. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know you never know with recruits, but you could see Brandon Murray or Alex Fudge getting time. They're both pretty highly rated. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's where I look at it right now. Yeah, I see that. I mean, I think camp's gonna tell you a lot this year. You know, it's funny. I really think the starting lineup could be all five new people. Adam Miller, Xavier Pinnison. You could play Seneca Knight because he is a tweener, shooting guard, small forward. Milwaukee Will, or uh, not Milwaukee, sorry, Tari Eason and Efton Reed. Five guys, not here last year. That'd be fun. Yeah. First part of the season might be bad because there would be no, like, continuity. Well, they got camp this time. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be fine. Yeah. LSU's going to be fine. I'm not too worried about them this year. Last year, I felt pretty good about them too, and they made the tournament. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, you can't be that mad. I think... You, you're definitely going to compete for the SEC. Yeah, the, I think the SEC is going to continue to be weak like it was last year. I mean, I think Kentucky will rebound, but I still don't think they're going to be back to their good old, you know. I think I think COVID really kind of messed with them because, like, they usually just get, like, they have all that recruiting time, yeah. and then they just pile up on one-and-dones, and then they just spit them out to the NBA draft after. Yeah. And they don't, really, they don't really develop talent. They just take NBA-ready players. And I think COVID kind of messed them over, and now you're starting to see them backtrack. They're going to take a couple of years. I think they're not going to be great next year. I think the, I think they'll be okay. I think they will make the tournament again. They'll probably. It's not the hardest thing in the world to make the no, tournament. No, exactly. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. It's it's harder when you're a blue blood because like being like a smaller school, you know, like some of those spots are allocated for the smaller schools and like mm-hmm. Cinderella. All you got to do is win like, your conference and you're in. Yeah. So it takes that a little bit. That's why it's weird. But Kentucky's going to be good. I think Bama's going to fall off the map. There's just no way. I I think Bama's like going to like take a utter collapse. Yeah, there's just no way. I think I think Arkansas will stay relatively the same, maybe a little bit worse. Um, yeah. I think Tennessee will be better. Auburn's probably going to come back a little bit. Auburn's definitely going to be much better. I think Auburn's going to be a pretty good school. Yeah, we boat race them. They're going to be good. They're just, they've been dealing with the same kind of stupid stuff that LSU's had to deal with. Yeah, the, the NCAA because stuff. Because we're not blue blood, so we don't get treated like Kansas or Kentucky or yeah. Duke. So I mean, that's the thing. It's just like the, you're going to compete for the SEC. Probably gonna, you should make the tournament. You should make the tournament every year. That's really? a fact. Yep. You should. You're LSU. You should make the tournament every year. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't happen, but whatever. And I think overall, you're gonna be you're gonna be a decent ball club. I think in the beginning, you're gonna get you got to get your sea legs. Just kind of stop shaking. Yeah. After that, you're good. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that how the schedule always shakes out, where it's usually pretty easy in the beginning. Although they usually play one good team every year and lose, well, like VCU yeah. last year, two years ago, and then in St. Louis this St. year. St. Louis. 
They always do that. Like they meet one good team and they lose. Actually, St. Louis did not make the tournament this year. They ended yeah, up they, they ended up falling off at the end. Yeah, I think they might have had injuries or something. Or they opt-outs they went or, to the NIT if I remember correctly, but I don't remember. Did they who win the NIT? Who they, won the NIT? I have no idea. Hold on, brief segment here. Who won the NIT this year? Uh, Memphis. Memphis uh, defeated Mississippi State. That was it. Yep. Yeah. And then that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah, they were in. I think Ole Miss was in that too. If I don't. So. Yeah, I, you're going to compete for the SEC. You're going to probably make the tournament. It's just going to take them a minute. I think camp's going to be really important. The good news is this year you got two things you didn't have last year: size and depth. Yeah. Two things you didn't have last year. So here's where I look at this team. I look at them and go, Oh yeah, they they're going to they could win the SEC. But I'll tell you what: if one other thing happens, I could see them winning it all. And that's Darius Days deciding to withdraw that would be from huge. the NBA draft. The deadline is July nineteenth. Um, if he si- if he signs an agent at any point, it's over. He yep. can't. But you know, most people like most people assume he's coming back. Um, do you think he will do it? He needs his draft grades. I just man, I would love to see him come back. My bias would definitely tell me that he is coming back because I would just want to believe it so much. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if he doesn't come back, I wouldn't be shocked. He could he could, he could, could make it in the NBA. He needs to work on his three-point shooting a little bit more. Yeah, he, he's a very streaky shooter. He'll have days where he's like 5 for 5, and then he he'll just, days when he's 0 for like 6. Yeah, he'll be white He'll be white hot, and then he will, he can go ice cold. If I remember against uh, St. Bonaventure, he was like super hot. I think he had like yeah. 4 for 4 on it. He needs he needs a momentum type team like he he can be what like Draymond Green is to the Warriors just like an engine that makes that train run yeah. where like he says he says stuff to get people riled up he swings momentum he'll like he'll draw a foul or something or he'll get a dunk and you can just feel the air just come out the room for the other team and it's just like hey we're going to beat you now like you're done mm-hmm. LSU was a super big momentum team last year if something big happened, you could just feel the tides turn, and all of a sudden, boom, it was, it was usually it was face. usually a Darius Day's three that, That's that what turned I'm it around. And um, he would run down the court with his tongue out like a crazy person. Like he he's an engine. Like he's that's his that's his thing. And in the NBA, I don't know. Like you got to be you got to be pretty good to to do stuff like that. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's gonna get drafted, and that's what I think. And, and he's not a dumb guy. I think he knows that too. I think what he's doing here is putting his name out. A lot of people do this. They put their name out into the draft. Kind of see like what teams talk to him, and they tell you what you need to work on. Because that you yeah. remember Javante Smart talked about that last year that like they told him he needed mm-hmm. to be more of a leader and do and like do more stuff like that, and he proved it. And I think he's got a shot of getting drafted this year. I don't see it. I mean, he, if he gets drafted, it's one of those like last picks where people are like, "Oh well, you know this guy has a high engine. He's a smart kid. Let's see what he can do. We'll put him on our G League team. Sign him to a two way deal." Uh, and hope for the best. I think he's going to be okay. I think he's got the size and the ability to be really good in the NBA. The problem is you really, like, the draft is very critical of what you did in college and if your team won. Because, like, look at, like, Buddy Beheim. He probably improved his draft stock exponentially mm-hmm. because of the, the tournament games he had when, the you know, the spotlight's the biggest. That's what they care about. I mean, look at, I mean, Jalen Suggs was always going to be a high pick, but, like, his performance in the tournament definitely elevated him. Yeah, it's it it will help convincingly. So if you do something like that, it helps so much. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, all that being said, um, let's 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 ask this question twice here. Darius Days does not come back. What are your expectations of this team? I think this team is gonna they're gonna score. 
they're gonna score a lot. Mm-hmm. I think that we got some we got some good defensive players that we can shift a little bit better, and I think that actually having a big man is gonna be huge. And we're gonna we're gonna look around and go, why did we why did Trenton Watford get the nod so many times? <laughs> why did he get the nod so many oh, times when you could have recruited when you could have recruited a bigger man? And like you're, we're gonna look around and go. This feels like this feels like when we had Nas Reed. Like this feels like we just got a big man who will just take everything from you, and you're not gonna, you're not gonna get. We're gonna out rebound you every game. So, what would you say your final expectation for that team would be? God, they Championship? Would, no, no. Sadly, probably like Sweet Sixteen. I'm well, realist. I'll tell you what. I look at this roster, and I think it's a top ten roster in the country right now. I it's really dangerous. Do. It's dangerous. I really th- I do. I think it's unproven, but I think when you just look at the congregation of talent here, there's no doubt, especially if Darius Days come back. And I've I've seen a lot of people talk the same way where they're, they're it's an extremely highly rated roster. Um so without Darius Days, my expectation would be you win the SEC. That's what I would expect out of them. Sweet 16 SEC. Uh, cuz I think they're talented enough. I think the SEC will continue to be a little bit down. Um, and like I said, the only teams I expect to like improve a, a significant amount are uh, Auburn and Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Everyone else, I'm a little. Hmm. We're getting an emergency weather alert. It is flooding in Baton Rouge. Yay, go us. <laughs> this has happened before when we record in here. We'll just ignore it. Um, okay, so let's say they get Darius Days back. That's a good team. So. What's your expectation for that? Because I'm I'm gonna go cr- crazy here. Okay, okay. Well, go ahead, go ahead and say what you're gonna say. They're gonna win I, it all. No, they're not. They're gonna win it all. No, they're not. I'm telling you right now, it just takes one good run, baby. It does just take one good run, but I don't think they're gonna win it all. Because I'm just I'm just being real here. I would love to see it happen, and I would cheer them on every step of the way. That team that team goes to the Elite Eight, Final Four. That team gets a good. That team it gets a great seed. Uh, well, if they allow us to get a great seed, because apparently. Well, you got to leave no doubt. LSU exactly. left doubts. That's why. Because you only had four guys who were good at scoring. Well, you know what? We were apparently only one seed better, one place better than St. Bonaventure, and we blew them out by like 25. We played Michigan as close as anybody. Yeah, like we played great against Michigan. I don't know yeah. about this. <laughs> That's the thing. So overall, I've moved on. Overall, that team, is, that team is deadly. That team wins a lot of ball games. That team gets an amazing seed. That team wins the SEC 100%. That's the favorite to win the SEC. Odd. Uh, I'll go to Mississippi and cash that ticket tomorrow. I mean, that'd be ridiculous. You're 21 now. Yeah, I did turn 21 now. So happy birthday! Thank you. you. Go waste money like me. Yeah, I would put that bet on them to the SEC tomorrow. You more of a LaBerge guy or the Bell guy? I went to LaBerge. Ah, see, I like the Bell because of their blackjack machines. It's good. That's fair. Totally off topic, but <laughs> yeah, it's just us. Don't gamble, kids. Um, so I guess that's where we can kind of end it here. Um, like I said, I think I think they really could compete for a championship. It would be it would be so great for them to finally do it. You know, they've been to the final four four times, never been to a final. Um, it would be nice for them to actually live up to their their hype for once because they do have the second greatest basketball player of all time in college basketball. They didn't win anything. Yeah. Uh, and then another one of the greatest was sure uh, Shaquille. Um, well, I guess that'll do it for today for Tyler Viso, for Nathan Long, for our, for our producer, David Robbins. This has been the Hodges Huddle. Go Tigers.